Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So he went 43rd in uh, overall in the second round of the 2020 draft. Six picks later, the Pittsburgh Steelers chose Chase Claypool. There was some debate in town whether or not that would make sense for the Bears at 43. They took the tight end. Claypool goes to the Steelers. Hey, look, now, a couple years later, they're teammates, and they get to be- the benefit of both former Notre Dame uh, players. I think Chase Claypool is an interesting guy, Dan, as we talked about the last pod, and everyone knows in Chicago, he was on the PUP list, then he wasn't on the PUP list. He had his first practice. From, my, from what I understand, um, he it, it was fine, not going to overreact to any practice in July, but he did talk about all that he has been through in, in the last week or this offseason to get here. How would you describe his state of mind based on what you heard? Well, yeah. So we we spoke with Chase after Wednesday's practice, and I think he is motivated, and and those are his words that he that the motivation keeps building for him to kind of prove to people here within the organization at the Chicago Bears and to the people of Chicago who he thinks he is as a receiver. Now, I think you and I both kind of scratch our head and and believe there may be a little bit of a disconnect between who Chase believes he is as an NFL receiver and who he actually is, and that's some of the battle that he's going to have to fight. In, in trying to establish himself as an important part of this team because you can get trapped into trying to prove the naysayers wrong too often. Chase was a little defensive on Wednesday in terms of what has been said about him in certain pockets of the outside world uh, as far as, I don't know if commitment is the right word, but his ability to to, to hit the ground running in 2023. And, and, and he said that, that everything that's out there isn't all rooted in reality. Well, the reality is he missed multiple weeks of organized team activity practices. He missed the entire 
mandatory mini camp. And then on Sunday, two days before training camp began, he was on the PUP list. That wasn't concocted or created in some media driven world. Now he's back on the practice field. He has to progress through six and a half weeks of training camp without interruptions, with with plenty of production. And he's got to show this coaching staff, this quarterback, this offensive staff that he can be a meaningful piece in every single game plan they put together from September through January. And it's up to him to go prove that now. My thing is, is okay. If you if you're if you're motivated to go prove that, then go prove that. If you're over motivated and you've got rabbit ears and you've got antennas and you know everything that's being said about you in the media and everything that's being said about you in social media and your family's keeping you up to speed with what what people are talking about you on Twitter, you can get distracted pretty easily. And so so for me, that's the level of concern that I have going into the season with Chase Claypool. Um, but I do understand him kind of expressing that that now that he's turned the page from 2022 to 2023, he can feel a little bit more at ease with the people around him at Hallis Hall, and we'll see where it goes from here. Um, but, yeah, look, like we had a chance to, to ask him some questions on uh, Wednesday, and one of the things he talked about was his approach to learning the offense, and here's some of what Chase had to say uh, on Wednesday. I had I made cue cards, um, and I think, uh, I think DJ giggled at me when he came in and saw all my cue cards that I had. Um, but I would basically just test myself, and then if I got one wrong, I'd put it to the side, go through my cue cards, and then go through the ones I got wrong, and do that every day until I didn't get any wrong. It would say, like, a play or a concept on yeah, it? Yeah, so it would say the play on the front, and then on the back, it would have the actual drawing of it. So I would just uh, read the read the play. And then I set something up in the indoor where I um, had an AirPod in, and I had an audio recording of me saying the play. And then I ran the play, and then the play would pop up after. So pretty intuitive stuff right there. <laughs> That's pretty detailed. And, yeah. and I think when he gets to that level of detail, it, it, number one, I think that you like to hear that because it does show a level of commitment. But I do think that having been around athletes for a very long time, it does speak to maybe – a degree of defensiveness that is easy to detect. And, and that's maybe even a little understandable given how much he has been questioned. Everything about being injury prone to his approach, to his, to his outburst, to his, you know, emotions, all those things. Really, we have questioned about Chase Claypool since he got to Chicago last November. And I get why, because it's all valid. He's never going to be able to, without production, he's never going to be able to change that he is the guy that Mike Tomlin gave up on. And around football people, that's going to be something that he's just going to have to outgrow by producing. And that's the only way he can do that. Chase wouldn't share with us sort of what the injury ailments were during the spring and summer that kept him out of those off-season practices. And so we're left guessing on that front. We're left guessing on whether or not he actually had a knee issue coming out of the workouts in Miami, which Justin Fields alluded to, but Chase said wasn't accurate. And so when you play these guessing games, it's just like, okay, it's open for a wide array of interpretation. I do think that he was pretty forthright in saying that when you arrive with a team in, in the middle of a season, you can kind of pressure yourself into doing what we were just talking about with Cole Komet and trying to prove yourself, you know, and it can get stressful and you can put too much pressure on yourself and you can almost suffocate yourself with your, your want to show that you belong and, and show that you're productive. And he, he, I think he feels comfort now that he does have a bond with Justin Fields, that he does have a, a rapport with DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney, that he can kind of lean back on some of that history to, to move past some of the, the rough spots that he 
has. But look, like it's a long, long grind. It starts in late July. It doesn't end till 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 mid January. You have to find a level of emotional steadiness to survive this. You know, and, we all know that. And and Chase has got to be in that on that car. And you know that he has to find a motivation somewhere deep within him. And he was asked about that. And it sounds like based on his answer, he realizes the stakes. It's the biggest year of my life, and I understand that. And if anyone thinks my work ethic isn't uh, matching that, they're, you know, they're deeply mistaken. Um, you know, this is, um, I've, I get motivated and motivated and motivated and motivated, and it just keeps building on top of each other. My my work ethic grows from the last year. It grows from the, it'll grow after this year. I learn from things. Um, I'm always growing, just like everyone in the world should be. They should always grow and learn from their mistakes. Um, you know, the, the the goal is the same at the at the end of the at the end of the day. You know, it's to win football games. And um, my contract year aside, I want to win football games. So, Chase, in the spring, Justin mentioned that he felt an attitude change from you for the better. How would you describe what changed for you from the end of last year to, to what he was describing? Yeah, I think once I started getting more comfortable in the system and around the guys, and like you know, I was able to be myself a little more. I wasn't so stressed. I was getting more sleep. Um, you know, I was able to help guys around me be, be the leader that, you know, I want to be. So I think it was just that's kind of played um, hand in hand with each other. Good answers, Dan. I thought that the follow up was legit. And also, I don't want to be gullible or naive. We've all been around professional athletes, Chicago Bears, frankly, who who talk a good game and are very convincing. And then on the field, it's more of the same. I don't know which Chase Claypool we're going to get, but I do know this. He is capable of being an asset, and he is a, a, a talent that has some explosiveness. And if he can stay motivated and focused and healthy, he is going to have, I think, a very big contract year. Well, as you heard, he, he sees it as the biggest year of his life, and that's a, a good way to approach it. And you approach it with a, a attacking mentality to go make the most of the biggest year of your life. And, and, and we'll see where it all where it all leads, um, because this is a pivotal year for the Bears as a team. And Chase Claypool is a big part of where this team can go and where they may not go. And so you say, which one will we get? We may get them all. You know, we <laughs> may get Chase Claypool A for one week. We may get Chase Claypool B for another week. We'll, we'll see. Um, but I think that the, the key is to pr- probably try to refine that so that you are one person that everyone can expect the same out of every single day you come here. And I think that's what some of the internal push here from, 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 from an office execs, from coaches is to chase Claypool is to understand that steadiness piece. We just talked about Cole Komet and the rewards he got for being steady and dependable. <laughs> you know, it should be a, a, a really good conversation that two former fighting Irish teammates can have about, Hey, this is kind of how I've approached it for three years. Maybe borrow a page from this playbook and see where it leads you. Hey, can you believe Brian Kelly has a Cajun accent now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 